95. Pulse 95 Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah. Good afternoon, everyone, and we are back right here in the Sharjah International Book Fair. We're having lots of fun, and probably you might hear it as well. It's quite loud. It is, I indeed. Hope, <laughs> I hope they can hear me. I hope the listeners can hear me. <laughs> well, yes, indeed, and uh, absolute delight uh, to have with us here in the studio, uh, Marie Lu, uh, the number one New York Times best-selling author of the Young Elite series, as well as the blockbuster-selling Legend series. Uh, good afternoon, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, thank you for having me. So it's your first day here in Sharjah, the UAE, or second day, yes. I take it, you arrived last night. Uh, can you tell us in brief just how that has been so far? Oh, it's been amazing. This is my first time here in the country, and um, I'm still a little bit jet-lagged since I got in last night, but I, <laughs> yeah. I'm here for a few days and I can't wait to see some, some of the sights. Yeah, plenty of wonderful attractions uh, here in Sharjah as well. Now, you've had a pretty interesting start, uh, or interesting background, I must say. Uh, moving from China to the United States at such a young age, can you talk to me about uh, your early development as a writer? Yes, absolutely. Um, I moved from China to, this, to the U.S. when I was five, and I didn't know any English, so my mom gave me this assignment to go to school every day, and I had to write down five English words that I didn't know, and I had to come home and look them up in the dictionary and write them down and write paragraphs. So that was literally how I started writing. And once I learned enough English to know what to do with it, I realized I just really enjoyed that process of writing for myself. So I started stapling together little books for myself and writing my name on it and pretending they were real books. Um, so, so that was how I started. But I don't think I really realized that you could be a writer as a profession until I was a little bit older. Uh, let's talk about your first um, published work, Legend, which is going to become a trilogy. Now, with regards of that, um, uh, your first published work, how did it come about? So Legend uh, was inspired originally by Les Miserables. Uh, this, I was watching the old movie version one day, it's back in 2009. This is the one with Liam Mason in it. And I remember watching it and just thinking to myself, it would be really fun to tell a teenage version of this story, like a teen criminal versus a teen detective. Uh, and uh, so that was the first inkling of the idea. And then I read an article a few weeks later about how the world will look if all of our freshwater ice melts and the oceans rise. And I was living in LA and I was looking at the map and there was this huge lake that stretched from LA to San Francisco and I thought to myself, this would be a really cool setting for a teen criminal versus a teen detective. And that was how the story came to be. It's, um, so going back as well to your background, what were you reading at the time, drawing inspiration from? Oh gosh, I was such a fantasy and science fiction kid growing up. I, I read all the fantasy and science fiction, I'd get my hands on Tolkien, David Eddings, Terry Brooks, those were some of the earliest authors I remember reading. My childhood hero was Brian Jakes, who was the author of the Red Wall series, and that was my first exposure to fantasy and science fiction. Um, it left such an impression on me, and ever since then I've been very much a, a science fiction and fantasy author. And what, what drew you to, to fantasy and science fiction? I, I love how many different combinations of the world you can get. I love the idea of magic. I, I, I guess I never thought about it until I read you know, my first fantasy and science fiction that you could create your own universe like that. Um, and that was just fascinating to me, and, and I, I find myself drawn to it over and over again, not just for the magic, but because mm. I think fantasy and science fiction is our way of figuring out things that are wrong with our world, or things that we would like to change, or things that we're just fascinated by, and you could put it into this world of magic um, and play with it and exaggerate it. Yeah, that's, a, that's another thing that I'm interested too, because you know, some of those books, they have a rep for, for being escapism or just not necessarily uh, 
uh, something that, that, that you would read to feel less lonely or something that would that has some sort of resemblance to, to the real world as well. Uh, so can, can you tell us as well about uh, the notion of truth um, in those works, uh, the ones you write yourselves as well, uh, in science fiction and fantasy? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like, uh, like you said, a lot of people think that of fantasy and science fiction as just escapism, but it is escapism, but also a way for us to view our world through a different lens. And I think that, you know, it's an, it's an easier way for us to digest some of the really overwhelming big issues of the world today, things that are keeping up us up at night. Um, for example, with um, with Warcross, one of my series, it's very much focused on technology. And at the time that I wrote it, it was very much fascinated by technology and how quickly it was changing, but also terrified of it. And I didn't know how to come to terms with those ideas. So I wrote it into a book and it became a science fiction novel where I exaggerated the idea of video games becoming a way of life in such a way that it was ubiquitous. And you get to play with that and exaggerate it. And through that, I feel like, you know, it's like you said, you get to experience the real world in a way that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. And when you when you write yourself, uh, sort of interested in the process, when you're when you're when you're putting something like this together, which you, you you've noted that it's it's it, 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 it deals with aspects that are wholly real. Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like you're almost like looking for truths while you're putting this thing together and learning more about what goes on around us in the process of composing these works? Oh, absolutely. I think that it's both my way of understanding a topic more, um, just through the sheer fact that you have to research a ton of this yeah. stuff before you get to write it. Um, and also that because you can narrow in on one very specific topic in fantasy and science fiction and exaggerate it, you can pull it apart in ways that you can't do in real life. And, and I think that's really helpful for me to digest things. Um, and it's also just really fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Now, I want to ask you about your first draft that you've written. So let's talk about the first draft that you've written and the first person who read your first draft and how did you take it and how did you take in criticism? Like, Oh, wow. Um, gosh, well, the, the, the first person who read Legend was mm -hmm. my husband, um, then boyfriend, mm -hmm. uh, Primo, who's also now a, a children's book author. Mm -hmm. And he, um, he actually gave me a really good piece of advice because the, the original version of Legend featured two main characters and they were both boys and they were hunting each other down. And I gave it to my husband and he read it once through and he, he was the one who suggested to me that June should be a girl. Um, and he, he read it and he thought, you know, the dynamics of this story would be so different mm -hmm. if you made this detective a girl. And the instant he said that, I knew that he was right and I had to rip out <laughs> the entire section of the book. But he's always been my first reader for all of my books and Absolutely. it's been incredibly helpful for me to get his advice. Amazing, all right, let's talk about character development. Now, do you associate characters that you have in your book or in your writing to real life people? Sometimes there are there are bits and pieces of real people. What's that? Are you inspired by real people? Oh, all the time. I think it's impossible not to be. Um, <laughs> I'm always putting pieces of people that I know into my characters, um, both good traits and bad traits. I think that real people are fascinating. I've always got a little notebook with me, and I will write down traits of people that I come across who I find really interesting <laughs> or extraordinary. All writers do that, right? Yes. It's like, i got to put that person in my book somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I met um, um, this author who is an amazing writer, and he 
is also a really great uh, Christmas present wrapper. It's very oh. random to the point where he can he writes like articles in magazines about how to do it. And I just thought that is a really fascinating fact about you. I just wrote it down <laughs> in my notebook. So um, yeah, I, I, they make it in, but I don't think anyone can recognize themselves mm -hmm. in it, which is the key. That, that, that's amazing. Yes, that's right. When you write sci-fi, you kind of like need an atmosphere. Probably you're like you're into music. Do you like? Play on music, music when you write down sci-fi? Yes, Just absolutely. to get in the mood? Yes, I have to have music on when I'm writing. I can never write in silence. Yeah, and so. and you, you build the, you know, like the pretty interesting, I mean, when it comes to like writing a book that's fantasy or sci-fi, a lot of the worlds within are quite mm -hmm. intricate and large in scope. Uh, right. So can you give us an insight into how you world build? That is a big, big question and it's such a good one. Um, I, I usually begin world building through the character. So the first step that I usually take in my books is I come up with a character, and from there I start asking myself questions about how did this character come to be? Why do they act like this? And what kind of world supports that? So for example, with Legend, I knew early on that I was going to write about a teen criminal versus a teen detective, and I thought, well, if this criminal is going to be a hero in this world, what kind of world is that? that makes him a, a criminal. You know, what kind of world would support that kind of character? Who is chasing him and why? And from there I started asking myself, what if this world was a destroyed dystopia? What if it was set in LA? What if it was militarized? And, mm -hmm. and so on. So the layers start happening as soon as I understand my characters better. And I usually know about half of my world when I first begin writing. So my first draft is actually me figuring out the rest of my world building. As the plot goes on, as the characters interact, I start to realize, oh, I need, I'm missing a piece from you know, the, the culture of this world. I'm missing a piece from how um, people would get arrested in this world or deal with the law or whatever. And, um, and that's how I piece together the rest of it. And uh, can you tell me some more as well about uh, your work in the video game industry? Yes. I, I loved video games since I was a kid. I started working in games right out of college. I thought I was going to be a lawyer. I turned out to be very bad at it. Oh. So, so it's for the best of the world that I'm not one. Um, but I ended up seeing an ad on campus when I was about to graduate from uh, Disney Interactive Studios, which is the video game division of Disney. Mm -hmm. And they were looking for interns. And I just remember thinking to myself, I love video games. <laughs> I need a job. And while I'm figuring myself out, uh, why don't I apply for this? And I ended up getting into that. And, I ended up in games for five years, and it was just the most fun that I've had in a corporate world uh, before I became a writer. That's amazing. This is what they call with every cloud, there's a silver lining. Yes. <laughs> so, you quit, so you quit being a lawyer, and then you're into video games, and there, there you are. Yes, That's thank, thank goodness I was That's amazing. a lawyer. <laughs> and uh, what, what are you reading now, or, or, or anything you've read recently that you like and enjoy? Yes, I've read so much that I've loved. Um, my most recent finish is a book called Babel. Um, by R.F. Kuang. It is a uh, high fantasy, dark academia. It's a beautifully written book um, with a magic system that is truly unlike anything that I've read um, recently. So I really, really loved that, that book. Um, and I also recently read um, this book called Throwback by Maureen Gu, uh, which is about a girl who is trying to understand her mother and ends up accidentally going back in time to when her mother was in high school and trying to help her mother oh. figure out something in high school. It's a really sweet um, coming of age, mother-daughter story. Um, it's really funny. 
and it was, a, it was great. And it's a great throwback to the 90s, which is when I was a kid, and I just remember feeling so much nostalgia as I was reading it. Yeah, it was wonderful. And uh, what are you looking forward to now that you're uh, here in the UAE, the Sharjah International Book Fair? Uh, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to everything at this book festival. <laughs> I've heard so many wonderful things from past uh, fr friends of mine who have been here. It looks like it's so festive outside. Um, I've only been here for a few hours, but I'm hoping to get a chance to walk around a bit. Uh, and just explore. We'll leave you to that as well. There's plenty of stu uh, stuff to do here at the Sharjah International Book Fair. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That was uh, Mary Lou, the best-selling author uh, of young adult sci-fi and fantasy books as well. And uh, stay tuned to Pulse 95. We've got more discussions lined up for the show. Uh, up next, we'll have uh, Rania join us, telling us about activities and things to do at the Expo Center right now. Stay tuned for that right here on Pulse 95.